Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Friday, May the 12th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, and back with us again as he is uh, on many Fridays on the Ice Guys show with us, our good friend, uh, Nate Rapensky uh, with us. Uh, Nate, let's uh, t- get to you first. How are things going? It's been a while. I know you had a bachelor party weekend uh, last weekend. You survived. You're still breathing. Yeah. Uh, you're not passed out and laying in a ditch somewhere. That's got to be uh, an accomplishment. Uh, right there uh, yeah. coming off a weekend like that but how was it yeah we'll, we'll take take our wins i feel like i was still shaking off the uh the cobwebs till like tuesday or wednesday as as one does right um but uh no it was a fun weekend it was actually an interesting it was like a combined bachelor bachelorette party at a big lake house with the like wedding folks so there was like i don't know a bunch of eating and drinking kind of games all that kind of stuff so it was uh it was fun man how you guys been doing very good yeah, yeah, very good. good, good. Indeed. Been here in Chicago the last few days and uh, enjoying some, you know, nice springtime heading into summertime weather. So uh, that's yeah. fun, of course. They rigged the uh, they rigged the lottery for you guys to get Bedard, so that's nice. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. Number one go. overall. Let the smack so, talk know. go. Let the yeah. smack talk yeah. get going. Here we go with this rigged stuff you know, again. Yeah. Yeah. One generational talent to another. We lose Patrick Kane, and now we get Tom Bedard. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Must be nice indeed. Uh, there we go. And uh, by the way. Uh, Nate, I'm also going to let you because you're in. Are you still in New York right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. But of course, no, native Minnesotan, and cheers for all those Minnesota teams and uh, the Wild, the Vikings, the Timberwolves, the Twins. Uh, as a Minnesota sports fan, wow. we haven't had Nate on since the uh, debacle with the Minnesota Wild uh, in the last round against the uh, Dallas Stars. So I'll let Nate vent uh, some frustrations about the uh, Minnesota Wild. Meanwhile, Alex will snicker and laugh and yeah. chuckle. Uh, in the uh, background at Nate's plight. It's, you uh, know, Nate. it's, it, it's the same old, right? Like, you know, Kaprizov didn't have a great series. We don't have a lot of depth scoring. Um, it, it's just kind of, you know, what it, what it's been. So, but look, you know, Dallas is a great team too. Like for all Minnesota's struggles and, you know, not being able to make it out of the first round, like it looks like Dallas is, is potentially going to take this series against Seattle and, and have a good chance at a cup run, you know, depending on if they get um, Edmonton or Vegas. So I'm, I'm disappointed. The Twins are in first place. We'll take that. Um, we're looking forward to Vikings season. That's that's about it. Alex is probably going to say, "Yeah, check the calendar and check back in August. We'll see where the Twins are." Right? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or October when they're sitting at home like everybody else. But you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, Alex is there for the soul. I, I seriously think Alex just chooses to live and stay in Minnesota just to antagonize <laughs> the locals with their teams. I mean, really. And it, just, you know, needle it is, them all it the is a it is a fun bonus. I uh, will yeah. say that it is certainly a fun bonus being there. It is, uh, but yeah, tough times for the Wild. I mean, another first round exit. You know what's funny, Nate? And I said this, and Alex and I talked about it. We can't wait to just rip the Leafs all these years for first round failures and first round exits, and not even a quarter of those people mention anything about Minnesota's problems yeah. in the yeah. first round. All of a sudden, like they can't get out of the first round either. Yeah. Well, Toronto goes back. I mean, Toronto's went back to almost when the Wild were before they were a franchise, right? I mean, close to. So Toronto's probably a little bit longer, and and that that hockey, you know, that market in Toronto is is so um, the media and everything else are just sort of so loud and boisterous. I think Minnesota flies under the radar, but yeah, it's I mean, it's a struggle, right? Um, in the Wild, you know, hopefully we'll eventually be free of these Parisi suitor contracts that are still counting against our cap and be able to sign some guys and make a run, but uh, obviously not this year. Be better luck next year. Uh, the old Happy Gilmore line uh, for, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, once again, uh, moving into uh, next season. Um, by the way, I just want to mention some show notes. Uh, just the one show this weekend. Uh, it'll be tomorrow at noon Eastern, our regular Saturday time. Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. It'll be me, Alex, and our Saturday uh, contributor, Kevin Beach, will, will be with us again. And we'll break down the uh, whatever games are taking place this weekend. We'll be talking about them for sure. Dallas, Seattle, game six, Saturday night, for sure. Vegas Edmonton game six on Sunday and potentially a game six with uh, Florida and Toronto, but that's to be determined. Uh, Last night, congratulations, Carolina Hurricanes uh, moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. uh, The first team in the second round to punch their ticket uh, to the conference finals as they get the overtime win against the uh, New Jersey Devils uh, last night. 
Very tough loss for New Jersey. I thought they played a heck of a hockey game, you know, with their backs against the wall. I thought for the first time, well, actually game three, obviously, they scored eight goals. But other than game three, they didn't do a better job uh, than last night. Really, really attacking Carolina's defense, making them turn the puck over, you know, sloppiness in their own zone at times. And New Jersey was really, their forecheck was really making inroads uh, against a very good defensive team in Carolina. For the first time this like they they were they were actually taking the play to Carolina for much of that game uh, last night. But I I had a bad feeling when it was two to one Devils there in the second period that they had these glorious chances. Jesper Faust misses a glorious chance. Timo Meyer misses a wide open net, and they just had so many great chances to get that lead to three one, maybe even four one. I mean, they were getting some real quality chances against Carolina. They just you know they dubbed the shot as our old friend doc emmerich would say that's exactly what they did they dubbed the shot they ban on it they you know shank it wide uh, miss an open net hit a post and the puck just didn't go in with those multitude of chances they had when they were up two to one and next thing you know brent burns with just what ended up being a back-breaking goal for new jersey i mean all that pressure not to add to the lead and then carolina ties it 2-2 right before the end of the second period and uh, from that point on, you kind of figured, well, they might have missed their chance. And, you know, I thought in the third period, pretty tight, cagey third period. Both teams were pretty responsible defensively. Frustrating for me and Alex. We led the over, but it fell short because of a scoreless third period last night. The draw did hit. I figured it was going to be finally a, a game where we were going to see a chance for overtime in, in a game of that, uh, you know, significance on both sides. Carolina trying to end it at home, not having to make another trip to New Jersey and the Devils, of course, trying to stave off elimination. And it did get to OT where Jesper Faust uh, ended up getting the OT winner and he ended up making amends for all the missed chances he had uh, earlier in the game. He gets the deflection uh, on the shot from the uh, blue line uh, and it ends up going in past uh, Akira Schmid for the overtime winner. 3-2 Carolina and they win the series in five games. I posted on Twitter the call of that overtime winner too by our friend Jarek Rubel, uh, aspiring young broadcaster, a part of the Ice Guys family, watches and listens to the show for years. He's been on our betcasts many times. Uh, his call was really good. A Raleigh Wood-like ending uh, for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes is the line he used there. Uh, with uh, Carolina's game-winning goal, uh, he'd better keep that tape because if I'm definitely showing uh, prospective teams, uh, it, it, you know, that are looking to hire a play-by-play -play broadcaster, some tape and some audio of of your work, that's a gem right there. I mean, a, a Raleigh Wood-like ending. So, wow, a great stuff from Jarek Rubel. I mean, with all due respect to uh, uh, John uh, Bartlett for Roger Sportsnet and uh, Kenny Albert. Uh, for TNT, who called the games on both sides of the border last night. I mean, Jarek Rubel's giving you a run for your money <laughs> with that call. It was a really good call, so uh, shout-out to Jarek uh, for that. And Carolina moving on to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, and they're doing it with, again, stingy defense. They're, Freddie Anderson's being good enough in net with that good blue line in front of him. And more than anything, their depth of scoring, which we were concerned about without Taravainen and Pacioretty and Svechnikov. Man, to see the likes of... Jordan Martinuk playing like Wayne Gretzky in this series. Nine points in four games for him. He finally didn't have a point last night, but what he did was spectacular. Jesper Faust had a great series. Depth scoring. It's not just Ajo and Natchez. Uh, it's not just the top guys for Carolina. They have found some scoring depth when I wasn't sure they would have it with all the injuries, and that's a huge reason, huge, why they're moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals, Alex. Uh, great job, Carolina. Yeah, it's the only time uh, Jordan Martinuk and Wayne Gretzky have ever been in the same sentence ever, so kudos to that. The uh, <laughs> uh, thing is, he put up points at a Wayne Gretzky. He did. No, he's, no, you're right. No, you're absolutely right about this. It's just funny to hear that. <laughs> Maybe the last but, time. Uh, Maybe the last yeah, time. yeah, probably most likely. But, uh, no, kudos to the you know uh, Carolina Hurricanes finding their form in the right time. You know, and, and that's what we've been saying. You know, we, we were worried about this team coming into the playoffs despite having a great regular season run. You know, can the goaltenders stay healthy? That's still been a question mark. But Frederick Anderson, so far, so good. Everybody, you know, in Raleigh, knock on wood a little bit and make sure that uh, he can stay healthy. But, um, you know, they, they've got, you know, everything rolling right now. Like I said, playing team hockey. And it's funny, they showed a stat actually uh, during the Dallas-Seattle game, which we'll talk about a little bit about, you know, the teams that have had the most individual players score at least one goal. And it was kind of funny that, Carolina is the only team uh, uh, that's moved on, and all the other teams were either 
eliminated or in the process of, of, of a game away now of being eliminated. So uh, we talk about it's nice to have team unity and having guys stepping up on those bottom lines, but at the end of the day, you still need that superstar scoring uh, to carry you forward when you're, you're talking about getting to the conference finals of the Stanley Cup. Uh, we'll see if it can carry over. Nate, what did you think of that series in Carolina uh, advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, I mean, it was it was just sort of clinical, right? Like New Jersey, it seemed like they ran out of gas a little bit, maybe didn't have the goaltending they did in, in round one. Um, and last night, a tough one to lose for New Jersey. But, um, you know, and New Jersey did. I don't want to discredit guys like Palat and, and folks that have been there. Dougie Hamilton been in the league a while. But you know, there's a lot of youth on that team and, and Carolina has some youth, but a lot of experience too. I mean, guys like Brett Burns on the back end, guys who have been there. And so I think Carolina, just a solid defensive, you know, kind of gritty team led by, you know, Brenda Moore just, just got it done. And, and what's interesting to me, guys, I was just thinking about this, but what was it 2006? Could we have a rematch Oilers, Hurricanes, uh, uh, Stanley Cup final? Mm-hmm. Fernando Pisani, uh, was it? Dustin Penner? Uh, Rod the Bod, Brenda Moore. It, that could be on the docket, right? Possible. Yeah, yeah. That was a heck of a series. I sometimes watch those reruns. It was like just a crazy like defensive struggle. So was that was it those two in the final? I thought it was, it was. 2006, yeah. Carolina yeah. Edmonton. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cam exactly. Ward, the Cam Ward uh, rookie season, and uh, going up against was Wayne it Dwayne Rolson for Edmonton? Yeah, yeah. One of the best years of his career he had that year. Like yep. he was out of his mind good that year. Yeah, yep. yeah. So glad you remembered uh, that. Yeah, it was it was big. It would pull pull one from the vault. But yeah, I mean, good for Carolina. They're going to be a tough out. Um, sort of no, no matter who they get here, I think. I'm impressed you remembered that. You're not even close to my age, right? How old are you, Nate? Uh, I am 28. I would have been 15. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so you're a good deal younger than me. Uh, I was, uh, everybody's NHL... talking younger than me at this point. <laughs> the NHL uh, video game eras, and uh, yeah. It was uh, it was a good series. I think Danny Breer was in that playoffs too. Like Buffalo was was yep. in it that year, Eastern Conference Finals. So, yeah. I had the uh, I have the I still have that uh, 06 championship cap because I won. I, I betting in high school. I actually won some money on that uh, on Carolina in that series. So. <laughs> yep. There you That's go. A good team. Rod Brindamore's uh, just the reaction when he initially put the cup over his head. It's yeah. iconic. Yeah, it's iconic when uh, the, his reaction. You could tell it just meant so much to me. Finally won it. Uh, everything he's gone through. He'd been in the league a long time by the time he finally won that Stanley Cup uh, in 2006 with uh, Carolina. So uh, a great moment. Yeah, Commodore 64, as I call him, uh, Mike Commodore. Yeah, he was on the yeah. uh, Hurricanes back then, uh, no doubt. So that was a good team. Had the big Cam playoff Ward. row, the big red playoff row. Yeah, Cam Ward, that was the year that we discovered him as the number one goalie in the NHL at a very young age. So, uh, but at that Edmonton team, tough, tough way to lose because they had a team built to win a Stanley cup with Pronger on the back end. Oh, yeah. and they had the young Mike Pekka was playing well. Uh, Sean Horkoff, Alish Hemsky, Ryan Smith, a uh, really good team. Fernando Pisani, one of the more underrated players, uh, especially during that run for the Edmonton Oilers uh, scored the overtime winner to keep their season alive uh, in game five in that series. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun series. I definitely remember it well. And the whole country, and the usual thing in here in Canada, everybody just got on the Oiler bandwagon that year, uh, all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, closest the Canadian team's been to winning the Stanley Cup since that 93 uh, Montreal Canadiens team. But, uh, yeah, great series it was. And Carolina's got the chance to get back there. One more uh, series that they need to win, and they can get back to the uh, Stanley Cup final. And speaking of getting to the conference finals, the Dallas Stars, one win away from getting to the conference finals as they dispatched the Seattle Kraken last night, 5-2. to two. It's always good when you have uh, the over in the game or Dallas in some form, which I did, the minus one uh, on the full game puck line, and you get to hear Pantera rev up quite a bit uh, in the arena last night. And, and Dallas, and Stars, and we heard that a lot uh, last night. Uh, they got off to the start they wanted. You know, to be honest, Seattle actually was carrying the play, had more shots on goal early in the game, but Dallas converted on their chances early. Uh, Rope hints a great start. Joe Pavelski uh, got on the board early once again for the Stars as well. He continues to just play magnificent hockey in this series and in the playoffs overall. What else is new there? Uh, Seattle got in back into it with a couple of Adam Larson goals uh, from the blue line to make it 3-2, to two, but Dallas didn't panic. Uh, Seattle was held at bay trying to tie the game. Ottinger came up big. They 
Uh, we're pretty good in front of them last night for the most part. And then Rope hits scores again, puts the game away. That 4-2 goal really was the backbreaker for Seattle. Uh, and then uh, Dallas puts it away into the empty net to uh, make it 5-2. Best bet for me cash is Seattle-Dallas over 5.5. That's now five games, five overs. Uh, in the Kraken Stars series. That's now 8-0 to the over between the two teams this year, regular season and playoffs combined. So it's just been every game has gone over the total, both regular season and playoffs for the uh, Kraken against the Stars. And again, the top players were great for the most part. Even with Robertson, we're still waiting on Robertson's, the one guy for Dallas. But I'm starting to think more and more, and they hinted at it on TNT with Alex Faust and uh, Jen Botterill last night on the broadcast that uh, he looks like he's maybe a little hurt, dinged up injured less than 100%. I think that might be playing a role in his lack of effectiveness here uh, in the playoffs so far, but they haven't needed him. They've gotten this far, even though he's been subdued because Sagan's been good. Ben has been good. Hints has been phenomenal. Pavelski's been phenomenal. Wyatt Johnston, another goal last night. This kid's just amazing. 19 years old, straight out of junior, and what a season he's had for the Dallas Stars. No Marchment last night, and they still, no problem. Uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars, and now they have a chance to duplicate what they did in the first round against Minnesota, be down 2-1 after the first three games, and come back and win the next three games and close out the series on the road in six. They did it against Minnesota, and they will attempt to do it tomorrow night against Seattle, Alex, and uh, I hate to say we called it, but you know, we said this was very possible, that down 2-1, they could win the next three games in this series, and now they're one step away from accomplishing that feat. Yeah, absolutely. You, see, you hate, hate to say it. I love to say it and, and love to see it, more importantly. Uh, this has been a fantastic series to watch. And, uh, been, you know, nailing bets left and right. Got uh, Dallas to score that next goal, and they took the 4-2 lead. Uh, and, and now we're, you know, right in the lockstep of where we want to be. I had Dallas 4-2 to win the series. And here we are, game six, a, a bit of an early start, heading back to Seattle. Uh, and this should be the prime time for for Dallas to wrap this series up. Like I said, we talk about this all the time in the playoffs. Killer instinct. The Dallas Stars have killer instinct. They showed it in that game. Even when, you know, Seattle is commanding all throughout the second period, they got, the, you know, two goals to cut, cut into that lead. Dallas didn't freak out. They kept their poise and their composure. Jake Ottinger made big saves. Uh, and then Rupe Hintz, once again, to save the day. And, you know, that's the guy to look at now. If You you know, like I said, I have a ton of Dallas futures already. I already have Robertson and Ottinger to win the Conn Smythe, but, Adding Rupe Hintz at 14 to 1, which I'm seeing in a couple of books still, that's a worthy shot because he's really taking control in this series. And uh, if they're going to get past, uh, be it Vegas or Edmonton in the conference final, it's going to be Hintz uh, and Adjo. It's going to be your two key cogs to look at moving forward. So uh, now's the time to grab that 14 to 1. It may not last too much longer, especially if Dallas can wrap this up on Saturday night. Absolutely. And again, that's what they did in the last round. They closed out the series against uh, Nate's Minnesota Wild there in six games on the road. And we'll see if they can uh, do that once again in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena on Saturday night. Will be the only game, by the way, on uh, Saturday, of course, with uh, Carolina wrapping up the series against New Jersey last night. That now means we've only got one hockey game tomorrow and it'll be game six in Seattle between the Stars and Kraken. Uh, Nate, how impressed are you with these Dallas Stars right now? Yeah, I, I mean, I just top to bottom, they're a solid team. Uh, you know, a lot of solid players on the power play. They can score, they can play gritty, they can defend. And I mean, the difference in this series, I, I predicted Dallas to win kind of handily. I don't think we ever had the chance to talk about it on this show w w since I've been on here. But I, I mean, Colorado who didn't have, you know, was missing some guys, struggled against Seattle. But, but Grubauer was the difference in that series, that game seven, everything else. I mean, he had that motivation having formerly been on Colorado. He is entirely cooled off, right? Like last night. 16 out of 20 saves and so i mean dallas is just a better team here no disrespect to seattle fans or players but they've overachieved to this point and in my mind all season and in the playoffs and so i look for dallas to close it out and and you know be a tough out and, and probably in my mind potentially the favorite to, to get through the western conference yeah i think they've got a chance to be there uh, in the stanley cup final um now seattle ain't gonna lay down that's the one thing, and uh, sure. I know I've said this team's back against the wall before, and they've responded, but uh, it does feel like in these last two games, Dallas has really tr asserted themselves. You know, when you look at the 6-3 to three win that they had in Game 4 uh, in Seattle, and they carried it over to last night in the 5-2 win, like what is it now in the last two games? Uh, if you do the math, we're talking 11-5, uh, to five, you know, in the last two games for the Dallas Stars, uh, the cumulative score uh, of Game 4 and Game 5, so... Definitely some signs that Dallas is starting to maybe gain control of this series, and we'll see if they can close out 
Uh, and again, they had no issues closing out on the road in the first round, and they will try to do so again uh, on Saturday night. Uh, before we get to tonight's games, we do want to mention the news that came out of Philadelphia yesterday. Keith Jones, the new president of hockey operations for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, look, everybody that has been watching uh, NHL games on television the last 20 years knows Keith Jones very well. NBC for many years, TNT when they got the rights, uh, and of course the Philadelphia Flyers television analyst with Jim Jackson uh, for the last 20 years. So he's watched this team up close and personal for the last 20 years, knows what he's talking about, played in the league a long time, very, uh, very effective as you know, a third, fourth line type player uh, in the uh, NHL. Uh, very articulate, very, very uh, well-spoken is Keith Jones. That's why he's been on television. Great guy. From Everybody says great things about Jonesy. Uh, and look, he knows the organization well. And I'm sure he's got a blueprint in mind and how to turn this ship around and how to get things back on track with the Philadelphia Flyers. He's certainly got the media background, the team background to succeed. But the fact remains, he's never been in a front office role before or a co coaching role or anything like that. Uh, with an NHL team. So no experience in that regard. That's always something that people are nervous about, you know, and hesitant about when they hire someone in a role like that, when they have no background or previous experience uh, in that role. But uh, all I'll say about it, because I'm not going to say he's going to fail or he's going to succeed. It really is an unknown right now. But what I can tell you, and Alex and I talked about this before the show, can he really be that much worse than Chuck Fletcher? No. Like really at the role? Uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers, Chuck Fletcher wrote, ran the organization into the ditch. Let's be real. That's exactly what he did. I can't imagine it being worse with Keith Jones. If anything, it has to be better. There's nowhere to go but up as far as how this is run from the president of Hockey Ops chair with Keith Jones compared to uh, Chuck Fletcher. Uh, Alex, interesting move. Uh, people, obviously, Flyer fans know him well. They love Jonesy there. But uh, now you're in the role of having to turn this team around. So, it's a different platform. You know, they could be, if, if the Flyers suck in four years, they're going to be calling for Jonesy's head, even though they love the oh, guy. Yeah. That's the way it works. When you when you yep. work for the team, you're still held at a standard of, hey, turn this team into a winning outfit. And if that doesn't happen with Keith Jones at the helm, Flyer fans will turn on him too, even though they love him for years as a broadcaster and player. But interesting move, bold move, maybe a little gutsy move. But at the end of the day, can he be worse than Chuck Fletcher? Yeah, no, probably not. I mean, it, it would, that would be really hard, and that would be that would be really detrimental to that franchise if if, if, he, if Jones is worse than uh, Chuck Fletcher and the moves that he made. But like I said, you know, a, a fan favorite sometimes that can backfire. You know, as, as a White Sox fan, ask anybody about Robin Ventura's managing career, and uh, you can pretty much say that almost derailed what he did as a player. And so it, it's it's a tough uh, role to fill when you've been a player and a well liked player to have to go step into a management role, a, a front office role here. And, uh, and and try to fix things, and, and he's got a lot of fixing to do uh, with the, with the Flyers. So you know, fans have to be patient. It's not going to take you know one or two years, but I think he would do a better job and in due time. We will see the Flyers be somewhat competitive again. Uh, it, it's just going to take a, a lot of time and a lot of movement. They they need years and years of accumulating high level prospects and yes. high level skilled players. They don't have a bunch of those right now. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, and that's the problem. You're going to have to be patient with Keith Jones. You have to be patient with Jonesy and Daniel Briere, Danny Briere, who's been named now the permanent GM for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. You have to learn this could be two, three years of pain, agony, and blues for the Philadelphia Flyers. You're going to have to be patient if you're a Flyer fan. You better not be thinking, "Oh, next year we got to turn it around." No, this is going to be a long process here. Yeah, and I was just about to say, I know, I know, Philadelphia fans don't want to hear this because they've been hearing it forever with the Sixers. But trust the process. Something you're gonna have to do now with the orange and black as well, because uh, this is not going to be an overnight fix. You know what? And then for the Sixers, by the way, this whole process might be blown to smithereens if they yeah. uh, spit the bit on Sunday uh, against the Boston Celtics. I know different sport, but you're talking about a a guy, a superstar player named Joel Embiid, who's never been out of the second round before, and a coach and. Doc Rivers, Glenn Rivers, I call Can't him when for. teams lose, you know, is that he completely spits the bit and chokes away and collapses with big series leads in recent years in the NBA playoffs. He's done it before. He might be doing it again right now after just a very disappointing, once again, effort in an attempt to close out a series for not only Doc, but Joel Embiid last night. He's the, he's the boost brew draw of the NBA, basically. I mean, this guy, I, who who else has choked away more 3-1 leads in a in, in, in playoff series than Doc Rivers? Like, it's unbelievable. It's bad. It's awful. And you know, people now, and if he chokes this thing away and they lose game seven at TD Garden on Sunday, the Sixers, 
you know, people are going to look at that Celtics championship, you know, era with Doc Rivers, with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen say total fluke and nothing to do with you, everything to do with just these Hall of Famers that were on your team that year. And and whatever TV network gives him a deal, he should take that and stick with it because I doubt his coaching career would last uh, with another collapse. Yeah. So that's this. I mean, for Philadelphia, that city and that specifically the Sixers fan base portion of that city, they're going to be walking on fucking eggshells until Sunday when that game starts. I mean, they are, they're going to be tighter than a drum, you know, and I'm sure that, and I wonder if the players will be that way uh, as well in that game seven. I know it's basketball, it's a hockey show, but I have to throw it out there because the parallels trust the process. Well, the process is going to come to a complete end for Sixers. No more process. Process is going to have changes to it yeah. if they don't win Sunday in that game seven and now the flyers relating it back to hockey here they're going to have a long process in front of them i think because this is not going to be an overnight fix for them nate what do you think about the flyers situation and their hiring of jonesy yeah i mean you you mentioned it i don't think it can be worse with than chuck fletcher and i, I mentioned the Suter and parisi contracts that the wild are going through that's all thanks to chuck fletcher so i uh, appreciate him for you know ruining the wild's fortunes as well before he got out of town um but but no um I think it's a you know a good fresh start for Philly. I was looking at their team and their contracts. I don't know what kind of draft capital they have, but to your point, I mean, this is a full rebuild. There's a couple bright spots on that team, but there are no top end skill players. I mean, no disrespect to Kevin Hayes, he's a good player, but if he's your top forward, you know, connect me to some of those guys. It's just not a lot there. And then they they have some you know bad deals that are sitting on the books, like Ristolainen at I think he's six million a year. Tony D'Angelo is making five million a year. He was minus twenty-seven last year. Um, there's a lot of work to do with this team. I would assume they'll have some cap space because again, they're they're not paying premium for some of these guys. Maybe they bring some good free agent signings in, but it's not like they're two, three signings away from a, being a contender. This is a this is a rebuild. So, to your point, Jonesy, you know, I don't know a, a ton about him personally, other than I've enjoyed you know listening to him on, on various broadcasts and, and heard good things. So. Um, good for him and, and good for Philadelphia on turning the page because the, the fans deserve it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, uh, no doubt, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and uh, like I say, be patient because I don't think this is anything that's going to be fixed uh, overnight, you know, as far as their uh, rebuild is concerned. All right, let's turn our attention to two uh, game f- uh, fives uh, tonight here in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, we will begin with the Florida Panthers taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs avoided the sweep in game four. Can they avoid elimination once again uh, here tonight uh, as the scene shifts to Scotiabank Arena uh, for game five tonight? We've got Toronto currently minus 170, minus 175. Uh, in some spots here as uh, home favorites, uh, six and a half being the total here across the board in this game. Credit to the Leafs, and I've said this about uh, them, and I said this in the recap yesterday about Toronto. They manned up, they put their fucking big boy pants on for a change, and they played the style of hockey you have to play at playoff time, where you want it, and you have your will is stronger than the other teams. And for the first time in this series, it was stronger for Toronto. They were winning those hard battles along the boards. They were winning the puck battles. They were harder on the puck, harder to, you know, if Florida was just hey, if Florida was going through them physically. They were willing to go through Florida Panthers players to win loose pucks, Toronto in game four. Everyone committed to it. Everyone committed to great structure defensively and blocking shots at every whim, back checking it on every shift like Nylander, multiple back checks from him in that game, which tells you that <laughs> that doesn't happen all the time at all with Willie Nylander. And even he was able to play that way uh, in the uh, victory in uh, game four. But it was very impressive to see Toronto finally said, you know what, we've we've got to get tougher to play against. And finally, they did that uh, in game four and sent this series now back to game five, avoiding the sweep. Here's the thing, though, with Toronto. You know, they emptied the tank. Everybody was buying in. Everybody bought in. Everybody was dialed in. What was the final score in that game? Even with carrying the play to Florida, outshooting Florida, outchancing Florida, shutting down Florida completely throughout that game with their defensive play and with Joe Wall, who was good in net. They did everything, complete control of that game. What was the final score in that game? Oh, yeah, two to one. They barely won the game. And they still had to survive with Florida pulling the uh, goalie for the extra attacker. Uh, at the end of game four. 
that they should have won that game four one five one. They really should have, but they didn't. They only won two to one. And look, Sergei Bobrovsky, who has been dialing back to Vesna form so far in this series, he's been excellent. He was a, the reason why it was only two to one uh, for uh, Toronto in that game instead of four one. But the fact remains, there were still opportunities for the Leafs to separate themselves in that game. Tavares had a breakaway, couldn't score. Matthews had a point blank look, couldn't score. Uh, there were still those opportunities where if you bear down and you put the puck in the freaking net, which I've talked about all series with Toronto, you win that game comfortably instead of still hanging on at the end uh, just to win that game. So as much as Toronto was dominant, they probably can't play any better than they did uh, in game four. And I know there's more to give for Florida coming into game five tonight. They could step up their game a little bit because that's the first time they got owned a little bit in terms of everything. Shots on goal, possession, their will was not as strong for the first time all series as Toronto's will, desperately trying to avoid a sweep. This is the game where I think Florida's desperation level goes up. This is where I think Florida's sense of urgency goes up uh, here in this game tonight because suddenly you don't win tonight and you go back to Florida for game six on Sunday night, pressure shifts. Pressure shifts to Florida, and the momentum shift, the positive momentum shift, goes to uh, Toronto. You know, they're the team that's going to be riding the high going back to Florida. And Florida's now going to start to wonder, uh-oh, here we go. We're, this is getting too close for comfort. If I'm Florida, I, I lay it all out there tonight. This is my game seven, quite honestly, tonight, if I'm the Florida Panthers. That's how I've got to play this. Matthew Kachuk probably had his worst game of the series. The only thing he did in game four was act like a complete ass clown. At the end of game four, ragdolling Mitch Marner, who he knows isn't going to fight back. Uh, that's what he does. He's a spot picker, Matthew Kachuk. That's the one thing about him. You know, he will purposely, especially when his team is losing, he will go after someone that won't fight back on the other team. He'll do that. And it, and it irritates the fuck out of me that he does this shit. But he does. And he does that to try to get under the skin of the other team. Uh, and But that's the only thing he did in game four. You know, he's got to be better. He's got to be a little bit more impactful. I think he had no shots on goal for much of that game. I think maybe he got one shot on goal late. Other than that, though, it was about as uh, lackluster a game as Kachuk's had in these playoffs. And really, the top players of Florida weren't great in game four at all. I think they all collectively rise up here. And you also have to ask yourself, can you trust Toronto in a must-win spot, even though they look great in game four, to do it again? Can you trust them as a minus-170 favorite at home where this team is only one and four in five home playoff games this year. One and four. They have not done a good job here at Scotiabank Arena. And you know for sure, Florida gets that first goal tonight. The mortuary and the church and the and the and the and the uh <laughs> and the cathedral known as uh, Scotiabank Arena is going to get quiet because that's what it always does when things go wrong for the Leafs. And all of a sudden it's going to filter down to the players and the pressure gets greater. So Toronto's got to have a good start. I don't hate a Toronto first period look, minus a half. And in fact, I might sprinkle on that because it's been certainly something I've been going to here. And obviously, this is still a must-win game. So I might sprinkle a little bit on the first period puck line on Toronto. But I am on Florida, full game money line here, plus 150 uh, in this game. Uh, I just think, given the way this series has gone, this is too big of a price to be given Toronto. You know, a minus 170 favorite. I think if you're Florida, there's enough trust and belief I have in this group and in Paul Maurice as coach to have them ready. We saw them be able to close out a team that has had a historic season, the Boston Bruins, on the road in a Game 7 uh, in the first round. So there's belief that Florida can go on the road and close the deal and get the job done and end this series tonight. And to me, at this price, I'm willing to take a shot that they do close out this series tonight so florida plus 150 is the primary bet i've got you know probably a half unit on that maybe a little smaller quarter unit on the leaf first period look on the puck line just because if they're gonna have a chance tonight's got to start with a good opening 20 minutes which they have had uh, at times here on home ice uh, but the primary bet is i think florida's live to close out this series and i'm willing to take a chance that they do that especially when i'm being offered plus 150 plus 152 right now at pinnacle uh, with the Florida Panthers in this game. And I am going to be on the uh, over two as well, third period, with it being an elimination game. Uh, the usual bet uh, when one team's facing elimination here uh, in this uh, game five tonight. Alex, what do you think here? Game five, Panthers Leafs. Yeah, this is uh, stacked up into a real nice spot for me. I'm on the Panthers plus 150, and I also have 
that quarter unit still from the pa uh, Panthers to win the series 4-1 at plus 325. So uh, this could be a real nice hit if uh, Florida can can cash in. And you know, like I said, Toronto, you know, they gave all they could in, in, to stay alive, and it's hard to play that kind of desperation hockey over and over again. And, and when you look at you know Toronto, their backs have been against the wall in, in, in every game of this series. Even, you know, we talked about it off air, you know, wrapping up that first round series was was tough for them. So I think everything just kind of comes to a head here. Maybe Toronto gets off to, to a lead and get that first goal and get the crowd rocking, but they have to have that because if Florida can score first, take the air out of that crowd. And like I said, that's not a, uh, a hard thing to do in Toronto. They kind of take themselves out of, out of the game sometimes, that uh, that crowd, that Scotiabank Arena crowd. So Florida can get on the board first. They can possibly cruise and, if this gets to be a blowout, like I said, I, who knows what the hell's going to happen, you know, in the stands and on the ice with this with this, this game, right? I mean, we're going to probably see a bunch of people walk out. We might see the old jerseys being thrown on the ice. I mean, if, if this is a, a five-one or six-one Florida win, uh, this this could turn ugly. Well, it should happen if that happens. Like, if it's a hard-fought, tough, brutal, crushing overtime loss, right. you shouldn't do shit. Should, but if, if they get blown out in their own building in an yeah. elimination game, I'd throw my uh, – maybe not that because I, I ranted on them for not being true fans, but I'd, I'd do something to voice my displeasure. Yeah. Sure. yeah, I mean, and, and that's the thing. It's like there's, there's you know, every, you know, visualization you can have or, or, or way that you can look at this game, it, it kind of just seems like Toronto's going to lose. It's just a matter of how they lose. Uh, and I, I just don't really see them fighting back here. Like I said, the, the effort they put up to stay alive in this series, and that game was still two to one. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, they had to, you know, make everything messy. And, and you know, that's not Toronto's natural style, right? If, if you want them to win the series, you, if you really truly believe that, take fandom aside, you just truly believe you think the Leafs can come back and, and, and make history and, and win the series, they have to play their style of hockey. They, they are in no position to play their normal style of hockey right now, being down in the series 3-1 and with the way that Florida uh, is forechecking them, hitting them, being physical, uh, you know, pestering them, uh, essentially. It's just, it's just a tough ask. And plus 150, that's a great price. So I'm going with Florida. Yeah, for me, this is this – is, I haven't bet – florida in this series yet and i know there's some panthers fans that have been upset with me not giving them and i didn't it's not that i didn't give them a chance i legitimately thought before the series started that uh, florida would have a tough time duplicating what they did against boston toronto was ready to relax and you know get on a roll after finally getting the first round monkey off their back beating tampa bay uh, and sure enough uh, look florida has taken three of the first four games but this is the spot this is the spot i do like if florida's going to win this series tonight's the night to end it all of a sudden, if this gets back to game six, Toronto wins tonight. I am worried about the Panthers maybe losing this series. I, I'm being totally honest because then all the confidence goes to Toronto. Much more pressure goes to Florida. Uh, and uh, so a game six and a game seven situation, it's definitely momentum shifting to the Leafs. So that's why I think this is imperative for Florida. They showed they could close out a series on the road in the first round. They're getting a very nice number and a price tonight, which they won't get in the next game. I won't be on Florida in the next game. I'll tell you that right now. There's no way. If this gets to game six, I will not be on Florida. This is the price I like. This is the spot I like. And that's why I'm taking Florida tonight, plus 150. Uh, what, and by the way, great point by Taylor Bischoff in our chat. If you like Toronto first period puck line, why not just take that and live bet Panthers? Yes, I'm going to add more Panthers if the first period puck line hits yeah. on Toronto. But I don't want to I don't want to wait, not bet anything on it pregame. What if Florida starts strong? What if Toronto's a little tight? So I don't want to wait solely for Toronto to have that good start. Maybe they don't. I think they do, but I don't want to tie myself to it. So I'm going to have a little Florida money line early pregame. Toronto first period puck line. And yes, if Toronto first period puck line hits, I'll definitely add a little more Florida money line uh, after the uh, first period. Nate, what do you think here? Game five, Florida, Toronto. <clears throat> yeah, um, I think to your point, the pressure is is all on Toronto tonight. I, I know being down 3-1, people say, well, you know, the pressure's on the team up three. I think to your point, if it goes back to Florida, the pressure shifts to Florida. But right now, Toronto, yes, they made it out of the first round, but they haven't made a playoff run in so many years. Austin Matthews, all these guys, a lot of pressure on their shoulders and they're playing at home. So I'm looking, um, I'm going to do one better. I'm going to go Florida reverse puck line. I think we see empty nets. I think it's plus 330, Florida reverse puck line, um, you know, minus one and a half. Well, I guess I don't know if that's reverse, but Florida puck line, minus one and a half. Yep, it uh, is. It's reverse puck, alternative puck line because they're the underdog. And uh, in, in any case, we'll, yeah. we'll take that at plus 330. I think the thing to call out here when you think of Toronto, and the pressure is the pressure on Joseph Wall. 
what is this kid, 24, and he's playing in Scotiabank, down 3-1 with, with sort of the, the pressure of a city and a, and a mass media market on him. Um, if, if Florida gets to him early, I think they'll get there often. I think Florida's won the special teams battle in this series. And you guys mentioned the fans getting rowdy or, or leaving early. I mean, if Toronto's down, you know, two, two goals, all the suits, all the corporate tickets are going to be out of there pretty fast guys. There's, there's not, you know, the, the front row don't even know a hockey games going on when they're at these games. Right. I said it yesterday, I've been at leaf games and there's two suits in front of me. The last time I was there, it was a few years ago. It was actually a long time ago before the pandemic. And they're not even watching the game, the suits, they're just talking away about business and they're not even looking at any of the action going on on the ice. They're just in their own conversation in their own heads. I mean, like, why are you even there? Yeah. Why are you even there when you're not, you don't give two shits about the hockey game. Why are you yeah. there? Just to yeah. show off that you got money and you got a big, nice, 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 rich suit. They could have gone to a bar, had a nice yeah. drink and a meal, and, and had yeah. that conversation watching the game. Yeah. You know? So it's not the crowd drinking Labats. Uh, I'll, I'll no. tell you that. Um, but yeah, I, I think Florida reverse puck line, you know, it, I like the opportunity here. Um, I think to your point, Ian, this is their time to close out the series or the pressure ratchets up. So it'll be a fun one to watch tonight. Um, and obviously for me, Alex Lyon not getting the start, but. Still rooting for him to, uh, to to get his name on the cup one way or the other. And uh, Florida's in a position, hopefully, to, to get the conference finals here. So, uh, you know, rooting for them tonight and betting them tonight. All right. Good stuff indeed. You know, as far as props go for Florida, I think this is Kachuk has a much – I think Kachuk will be honest with himself and know he wasn't nearly good enough in game four. Has to be a lot better, more impactful. I think the shots on goal, the goal proper, worth a look for Kachuk. Verhage always seems to score in Toronto. It's crazy, and he's close to home. So Carter Verhage, you got to get involved with him as far as the goal props are concerned uh, tonight in this game. Yeah. Maybe Duclair as well. He's had a nice series for Florida. A Montour over shots. Montour to get a goal or a point or an assist. Anything Montour, he's always like When Florida wins, he's a, he's involved, it seems, lately. Florida, uh, Pan and Reinhardt, yes. Uh, the Cuban Wayne Gretzky. Sam Reinhardt's really stepped up. Uh, he's gotten involved. He scored the only goal for Florida in game four uh, when they lost. So Sammy Reinhardt, uh, obviously a good goal prop. Toronto, look, it's going to fall on there. I'll tell you what about Joe Wall. You mentioned Joe Wall. I'm not worried in the least, Nate, about him. I think he's poised. I think he's calm. I think he'll play great tonight, or at least very good. He'll give his team a chance to win. You know who I'm worried about? You know, not playing their best in this big spot. The usual four. Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavar. Those are the. Uh, if they lose, I think it's going to be because of those four, not because of Joe Wall. I think he'll play fine, uh, and I think he's got the temperament to succeed in a spot like this. Uh, but it's the four. You know, if, if they lose, I think it's going to be because they have a horrible night and they go back to doing their shit that they did early in the series, turning the puck over at their own blue line, giveaways, thinking you can go fancy schmancy and dipsy do and dingle dangle and think you're that's going to win you a playoff game. It doesn't work that way. So the, the core four has to step up. They were. Collectively great in Game Four, they're going to have to be just as good, if not better, tonight. Because Florida is coming back with a stronger push tonight. I truly believe that. Yeah, and and Nate, to, to your point, yeah, Alex Lyon. We I don't know if we'll ever see his name on the Stanley Cup, but he did get his name on the Calder Cup, and he has one of the greatest post photos of all time with the double middle bird. So, uh, you know, got to get that. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny one. Uh, yeah. Ridiculous <laughs> photo. <laughs> That was that was a classic photo. And Alex Lyon, look, people, even though Bobrovsky's gotten his job back in the number one spot, no one should forget about the impact Alex Lyon made Absolutely. on even getting Florida into the playoffs Absolutely. when he was just so spectacular down the stretch. We're not even talking about them having one of the biggest upsets in modern playoff history against Boston without Alex Lyon's contributions down the stretch of the regular season. All right, we'll be back in a moment to talk about the other game tonight, Game 5, Edmonton-Vegas. What a nasty, vicious, intense, animosity, hate-filled series this has suddenly become after the end of Game 4. We'll talk about Vegas-Edmonton in just a moment. Hit the like button, 130 live viewers on YouTube. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. Back in a moment right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. 
You can get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you'll get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, it is time to shift our attention to Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, Edmonton Oilers, Vegas Golden Knights, T-Mobile Arena, series tied 2-2, and the temperature has gone up. It's not just temperature going up outside my window right now. Temperature is going up in this series big time with the Oilers and the Golden Knights after the way Game 4 ended. Uh, Oilers minus 130, road favorites here in Game 5, 6.5 the total, some 7s out there, so... Whether you like the over or under with the total, make sure you shop around when it comes to that. We saw how game four went. It's been a series of punch-counterpunch. One team responds after a bad game, and we've seen it repeatedly now. Uh, Edmonton did after game one, uh, beating down Vegas in game two in this building. Vegas responded with a 5-1 win in game three back in Edmonton. And then Edmonton responded uh, in game four with a comfortable 4-1 victory uh, over the Vegas Golden Knights. So, does that mean you buy into the zigzag theory, the back and forth uh, ways of this series and take Vegas tonight? Well, it's a little more complicated than that. And the complication is the events of game four and the way the seri- and that way that game ended. We all saw it with Alex Petrangelo, just a vicious baseball bat type swing of the stick uh, on the wrist area of Leon Dreisaitl, and it was bad. And I was stunned when I saw it. Alex Petrangelo, I thought the world of him as far as the great defenseman, always been upstanding like he's had the kind of class on the ice and his performance on the ice not getting involved in any dirty play or incident like lady bingworthy you know for the for his entire career so to see him snap like that and just rip that stick right over the arm of dry like that in a vicious form like he was like you, you could tell he wanted to hit him uh that was stunning to me and he deserved what he got you know a one game suspension but i thought he could have gotten two or three it was that vicious. And I know Leon didn't get hurt but and, and injured, and he's not going to miss time. But still, it was going to be uh, a really, really tough uh, situation for uh, Alex Petrangelo there to do something like that. I thought he was going to get two or three. What I don't like is that now Darnell Nurse got in a fight, instigated a fight with Nicholas Haig at the end of that game. He gets the automatic one-game suspension for instigating five minutes left in a game, less than five minutes left. They give him the one game. That, of course, that's the rule. Can't change it. I understand that. But – Giving Petrangelo the same amount of games for what he did as Nurse for what he did, I, I, I don't understand that. I don't understand that one bit. I think Vegas is very fortunate that it's an even-up situation. So you've got a game tonight with two key blue liners, one on each side, missing. Nurse like Nurse makes mistakes. We know that. We've, he, he's been The Oiler fans have been frustrated at times with some of the blunders, but he still plays a ton of minutes. You know, every situation he's going to be missed. And it goes without saying Petrangelo is going to be missed for Vegas. He has been spectacular. These playoffs, he plays in every situation. He plays a ton of minutes. Uh, and I think definitely it's going to be a spot where uh, Petrangelo is really, you're going to feel it tonight and trying to defend this already. It's tough to defend Edmonton and stay out of the box and your penalty kills already struggled in this series. Now you're without Petrangelo. It's really going to be tough. I kind of think Edmonton does win this game. I kind of feel they're ready to take this series out. Let's be honest. I mean, I'm worried about the goaltending now for Vegas. And without Petrangelo, that's a huge hole in the blue line. And look, Aiden Hill's been great, but Edmonton got to him finally in game four. Is that invincibility cloak that Aiden Hill's had kind of gone now after what we saw in game four. But I don't want to lay minus 130. I'm going to say what I've said all series. If you like Edmonton and you think they're going to score goals or win the game, why, why, why take the money line at a worse price? Just take their team total. And that's what I'm doing here. Edmonton team total over three and a half, a minus 110. It's cashed in what, six of the last seven Edmonton playoff games, both games in Vegas, game one and in game two. We saw Edmonton score four goals or more in both of those games. Even in the game they did not win, game one, they scored four goals in that game. The team total cashed. That's why I like the team total. Edmonton can score four goals and lose this game. It wouldn't totally shock me, and I don't have to worry about the money line. Just score four goals. I think Edmonton will. I like the Oilers team total here, over 3.5, minus 110. And I also like the first period, both teams to score, plus 140. 
at BetMGM. It's cashed in all but one game in this series, the first period, both teams to score, and every regular season game, Vegas versus Edmonton, it also cashed. So uh, back to the uh, first period, both teams to score as well. Uh, Nate, we'll start with him. He's got to run in a couple of minutes. Uh, Nate, what do you think here? Game five, Edmonton, Vegas. Yeah, th thanks for having me, guys. And I got to run in a, a minute, but uh, yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Edmonton uh, in this one. I think they'll they'll sort of end the, the back and forth punch counter punch that you mentioned, Ian. Um, I think the sort of motivation surrounding the team, uh, you know, not that anyone needs any extra in the playoffs, but but with the, the Petrangelo situation, I think he's a bigger loss for Vegas relative to Nurse for Edmonton. Um, plays you know more minutes, probably more situations. Obviously, a, a better defenseman in my mind. So I'm going to get on Edmonton, uh, minus 130 tonight. I think the price is fair. It's maybe a little steep for a road game. But I think McDavid, Dreisaitl, and company kind of will them over the line. They get enough goaltending, and uh, they're able to go into Vegas and, and take a lead with a, a chance to go uh, uh, back to Edmonton to, to close it out. So that's my uh, that's my spiel, and, and I'm out, but I'll, uh, I'll catch you well, guys next bet week. Before you go, quickly, best bet, what do you like? Best bet. Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna throw out my best bet, and I, I'm sprinkling it. I'm not I'm not gonna hammer it here. Um, but but is that reverse puck line in Florida? I think Florida finds themselves with a lead in the third period. Um, there's a good chance you know we see an empty net with two three minutes to go. Uh, we, we see down two. We're gonna see an empty net again. So uh, Florida reverse puck line minus one and a half at, at uh, I think I saw it at plus three thirty. Probably some books where it's higher. Um, that's uh, that's my best bet. There you go. Floor, going for the jugular here. Florida, alternative puck line, minus one and a half, plus 330 against Toronto to end that series tonight. Nate Rapensky's best bet. Nate, thanks for joining us as always. Can't wait to see you back with us again. Thanks and enjoy the games tonight. Good luck. Thanks, guys. Cheers. There he is, Nate Rapensky, with us as he is every uh, many Fridays. Not every Friday, but many Fridays with us here on the uh, Ice Guys show. Uh, so there you go. I'll get into props in a minute. Let's get Alex in. What do you think here, Alex? Game five, Vegas, Edmonton. Yeah, I'm with you with that uh, Edmonton team total over. I mean, six and a half, land 130 is a bit steep, even though this has been a super high-scoring series. And now, like I said, with both uh, teams missing a, a key blue liner the, and, and, and the animosity behind it, you should expect a lot of power play, a lot of four on fours, and that's isn't that really kind of what the that suspension uh, for nurses? You know, like I said, it kind of lines up where it's you know, like in a game where referees will you know make up a call for the other team and, and, and try to even things out. That's pretty much how this is kind of kind of uh, laid out to be. So I wouldn't be too upset one side or the other. Honestly, uh, I think that's a dumb rule. Honestly, that whole five minute uh, instigator thing. And if I'm not mistaken, Woodcroft I think gets fined some money for that too, which is uh, also unfortunate, but. Uh, I think this is going to be an up and down game, and honestly, this is yeah because the coach tells him to start a fight with five minutes to go. I mean, that's stupid. Yeah, Jay Woodcroft, whole... of all people, you know, is one of the most articulate, intelligent, calm, respectable, mild, mild mannered people, the coaches in the league right now, and you're going to find him. Come on, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a dumb it's a dumb rule, but you know, it's one of those Batman things. So. Uh, the thing with this series, and, and I've, I've kind of felt this for a while, and that's you know, I did sprinkle a little bit on, on series to go six games, and I feel like whoever wins tonight can win the series in six. You know, I think this, this, and we see this a lot in these two, two game fives that, that, that that's a common, uh, you know, perception. And obviously, with these two teams, the way they've been back, back and forth so much, it's just kind of hard to really feel who's going to win. So, I, I would. You know, if, if you like someone to win tonight, you should take them to win the series uh, in, in some form or fashion, be it, you know, lay the, you know, the series spread or, or if you're, you know, looking at Vegas, you'll grab the plus money. And I'm just going to save that Edmonton team total over three and a half. I got minus $1.15. I like that all the way up to $1.20. And uh, that's probably the only thing I'll, I'll be on for, for this contest. It's, it's been good. It's, I think, like I say, for the majority of Edmonton's playoff games, win or lose. That's the beauty of the team total bet with this team. They've lost They've lost multiple games in the playoffs where they've still scored four goals. So it's just a wonderful bet because then you don't have to worry. Why sweat minus 130 or worry that they win or lose the game? One thing we've seen consistently, win or lose, is more often than not they've gotten to four goals, this uh, offensive juggernaut that is the Edmonton Oilers and this also I feel like is a game that probably could finally get up and over the full game total but not at this price I might look at something live with the total if it starts slow and the first period both teams doesn't hit for me uh, both teams to score then we might look at a live over at that point but generally that's not the way this series has been it's been just all out offense in the first period uh, in this series and then things start to slow down a little bit that's been the uh uh, that's been the pattern through the first uh, four games of this series. As far as props go, 
you know, the same people pretty much for Vegas that I would be interested in uh, as far as props go. Stevenson, you know, more of your depth guys. Carlson, Stevenson have made impacts in these playoffs. Uh, I think, too, with uh, the Vegas going, Jonathan Marsh is so right now has been shooting the puck a ton. And, and, you know, to score a goal, it's probably worth a look for him just because of the high volume of shots he's had. Shots on goal prop continues to come through as well for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. But, yeah, I'd look more in those directions as far as uh, goal props tonight are concerned for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Nicholas Waugh, you know, I keep saying, don't be scared to maybe sprinkle a couple bucks on him to score a goal because he's made an impact from the bottom six for Vegas as well. For Edmonton, look, this is now two games in a row that Dreisaitl's cooled off, really. Uh, for the Edmonton Oilers. Even in the win the other night, he, he was quiet. He was held in check. But I think this is definitely maybe another night where I'm going to go back to the well with that same game parlay look. A dry sidle goal, Bouchard point. I mean, Bouchard assist, Bouchard power play point. Even Bouchard to score a goal, which is like plus 600. And we saw him score the other night, cash that bet. You know, he's shooting the puck a lot. It's, and all it takes is one to go in. And he's got that incredible, incredible shot. You know, it's hard. It's accurate. It's got a ton of velocity behind it. Uh, so, yeah, Evan Bouchard, definitely anything with him is worth a look again. Uh, and uh, definitely Bouchard to uh, not only get a point, but power play point, assist prop, even a goal prop sprinkle. Uh, I definitely could uh, sign up with all of those uh, in this game. And I like Nugent Hopkins. All it takes is one game to finally see the puck go in. And all of a sudden, for a guy that we know is talented, could suddenly the floodgates could open, right? He hasn't scored a goal in the playoffs. He finally got one in game four. And sometimes that's the way it works with a good player. You know, the, when they end the drought, it, the goals come in bunches. And they st st suddenly start to feel it again. The confidence starts to come back to their skates. So uh, Nugent Hopkins, a, mo a momentum play as far as his goal prop tonight. That, hey, finally snapped the ugly scoring drought. No goals in the playoffs. Finally snapped it in game four. Uh, and finally can uh, keep it going here tonight uh, against the uh, Vegas uh, Golden Knights. All right, great stuff. That is the uh, Friday card. Uh, Jimmy uh, uh, must have been uh, preoccupied, but that's okay. Uh, we'll uh, get him back uh, next uh, week. Uh, we still need to get a – when Jimmy joins us next, I definitely want to ask him about what the hell that was earlier this week, that Boston press conference with the Bruins. I mean, they had the ownership there. They had uh, Montgomery. It was weird. The whole thing just brought weird vibes to it. You know, it really, really did. Uh, and I just want to get his two cents on what we saw. And the Bruins have a lot, a huge, this is a huge off season coming up for them. Lots of deci decisions are going to have to be made. Patrice Bergeron has to make his own regarding his playing future. So uh, definitely uh, I'm interested to hear Jimmy's take on that. Uh, I thought it was a dog and pony show, uh, quite honestly, uh, earlier this week with the uh, Boston Bruins and that press conference uh, that they had. Uh, great stuff. Uh, thanks to Nate Rapensky, of course, for joining us as well. Hit the like button. We appreciate it. A reminder, we just got the one show this weekend, tomorrow at noon Eastern on Saturday, and we'll talk about all the weekend games on Saturday. No show on Sunday. Uh, we'll be off Sunday and then come back on Monday with another edition of the Ice Guys. We will have a Tuesday betcast next week, uh, Tuesday, May the uh, 17th, I believe it is. No, uh, sorry, May 16th. Tuesday, May 16th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Games to be determined. We don't know what it's going to be yet. It's too uh, soon to tell, but we will have our next BetCast, as usual, on a Tuesday. Uh, next Tuesday, May 16th, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. But we will have a Saturday one. In fact, uh, it could be as early as next Saturday, believe it or not. Uh, the uh, next, uh, or our Saturday BetCast, May 20th. May 20th is definitely on the radar for yeah. our Saturday uh, BetCast here in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, make sure you uh, keep that date in mind. And by the way, in the conference finals, we're expanding to two BetCasts per week anyway. Uh, so yeah, definitely. And so we could be doing Tuesday next week for sure. And then maybe Saturday, May 20th uh, as well next weekend. So, but again, unconfirmed yet, we will have to see what the schedule is, but definitely a possibility. All right. We'll be right back to wrap. Oh, by the way, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, daily ice guys, show betting card, and two count them two pieces of video bonus content. I posted yesterday uh, on the Patreon page. Colton Tubert and Brandon DeFazio has been on the show previously. Uh, he just said, can we like do a pre-recorded thing? I want to rant on the Leafs. And we gave him the platform. So there you go. That's on the uh, Patreon page exclusively for our Patreon members. That was before Toronto won game four. That was when it was three, nothing Panthers. So, but still it resonates. They haven't accomplished shit yet. They've still got three games. They have to win. Uh, but Brandon DeFazio likes the Leafs grow, grow uh, Leaf fan growing up kind of ranted about the uh, Leafs situation. So that's a 
video worth watching on the uh, Patreon page there. So check it out, patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. Also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. We've got tons of stuff for the ladies. So Mother's Day coming around the corner, you're getting something for your wife, for your mom, you know, lady on the side, whatever you have. You know, get it at the, the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, there will be another 15% off coupon applied soon. So stay tuned and check it out. There it is. Check out the Ice Guys store. The weather's warming. Tons of great merch to get at the Ice Guys store. All right. Hopefully, uh, tons of great bets coming up for best bets on this Friday right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0 takes care of your facial hair and among other things. You've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for best bets here on this Friday. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, you know, it's been a, a long run for the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. And, you know, you did can't crack any more first-round exit jokes because they got to the second round, and it's uh, been a valiant effort. But I think it's going to come to a crashing in tonight here at home. Give me the Florida Panthers plus 150. Uh, this team's just, you know, playing out of, out of their mind right now and, and they've got the momentum rolling still even with the loss in 2-1 they no reason to you know uh hit the panic button uh if you're Paul Maurice and company just stay with uh the play that has kept you here and got you here this far and uh just wear down everybody in that building everybody wearing blue and white from the players on the ice to the fans in the crowd you got to wear them down and take them out and I think that's what Florida's going to do here so give me the Panthers plus 150 that's my Friday best bet all right, there it is. Florida Panthers plus 150 to close out the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, on this Friday night. That is uh, Alex's best bet. Uh, my best bet for this uh, Friday card. I know I've used this bet best this bet. Bleh. I know I've used this bet multiple times as a best bet here on the uh, show in this round uh, and in, with success more often than not. We're going to use it again tonight for best bet. Edmonton Oilers team total uh, over three and a half minus 110. Uh, when they, uh, even when they don't win, certainly when they win, they score four goals. Even the few times they haven't won recently, we've seen them score four goals, including in this series when in game one, uh, they scored four goals in a loss. Uh, I expect them to get to four. The power play got back on track in game four. I think Vegas might be in the box a little bit more without Petrangelo. I think there might be some more uh, penalties being taken. A lot of these depth defensemen going to get more minutes, so they're going to have to struggle maybe a little bit more with it, and that could lead to some more opportunities for Edmonton. And plus, Edmonton's five-on-five five even strength game has slowly gotten better and better as this series has gone on, and they're starting to find some offense at even strength. Uh, but either way, Edmonton, whether it's even strength or power play, I expect them to find the back of the net at least four times. Edmonton team total over three and a half. Uh, minus 110 for my best bet here for this Friday card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, 
Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Actually, I just thought of something. Uh, I said Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern just now. No Sunday show this weekend. And in fact, moving forward, we're probably going to have just Saturday shows on weekends. Uh, on you know, we'll do both uh, conference finals games moving forward, that kind of thing. So probably moving forward, we'll just be on Saturdays uh, on weekends at noon Eastern. Of course, we'll be joined by Kevin Beach uh, tomorrow once again uh, on the uh, show. Looking forward to talking about uh, all the games taking place this weekend. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Saturday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm-hmm.